This is Behold, a VBC podcast. Our goal is to examine biblical truth that will better equip you to behold the glory of the Lord more fully in your daily life. I'm Sean Helch, and I'm joined by Dan Gillette and Jason Moog. Each of us serve in different roles as pastors at Valley Bible Church. And without further ado, here is the Behold podcast. Welcome to another Behold podcast. Uh, this is Sean here, and we also have Dan and Jason. What's up, everybody? Hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> it's very subdued, Before, Jason. <laughs> Thank you. It's very, I, like, I feel subdued. It's very like talk radio. Hello. <clears throat> well, Jason, you actually had a pretty busy week last week, did you not? It was a full week, yeah. I try to, I try to walk the line of, I always feel like busy is a... Like a busy means for me, like all over the place, out of control. Ugh, like it's uh, it's running. It's kind of me. an ugly word. It's, like yeah, yeah. But full. I want to live a full, full life. You know, I want to hit my head, hit the pillow, and I like poured myself out. But that line, right between full and busy, I feel like is very close. So mm. I don't know. I, pro- I crossed it mm. probably multiple times last week. But yeah, it was a good That's week. Great. It was a good week. <clears throat> See. You're actually sitting in the same room that you taught from on Sunday. That is correct, everyone. It you looks different, through. but I am sitting in the same room. Yep. Does it feel different too? It it's nice and cool. It is. Nice <laughs> how's the, and how's cool. the temperature in there? I don't know if everybody knows. Should I tell this story? Yeah, yeah. Please, so please do. why don't you tell us what? Why don't you tell us what it was like? Yeah. Uh, on the day that that we filmed uh, your message, and I love I love how in talking about what your role was for this Sunday. You didn't use the. You didn't necessarily think of it as a teacher, but what did you call yourself? You called yourself facilitator. A, a facilitator, or, so. yeah, hosting through the day. Yeah, yeah. So as you were hosting our Mother's Day service and and pointing out things along the way, uh, tell us what the day was like in in the studio. In the studio. Yeah. So <clears throat> I think we should film these studios at some point and show people where at the end of all this what it was like, like behind the yeah, scenes behind stuff. The scenes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean have bloopers, but. This would definitely make the bloopers. So it was 94 degrees that day outside when I arrived and then got in here. And then in the, this little room that you're in, you can't have, am I correct? You can't have the fans or the AC on. Because the microphones are picking up. Yeah. Well, and, and the whole building, the AC has been off because we're just saving money on the yeah. bills. So it's just right. heating up and baking. <laughs> so, so there's not, so it was hot in here. And then I was nervous a little bit. It not, yeah. I hadn't done that before where... In this capacity, in this little room and stuff, you know, so my, you know, all that, I'm, I was sweating, sweating. Starting to get a little swampy. The first, like, when we first started, my, I looked down at my notes and my glasses were sliding off my face. <laughs> I, like, the, I didn't tell. So at some point, Tim runs and grabs, I come back in between one of the little, you know, run-throughs and uh, to cool down. And I come back and Tim has an ice pack and he's just very kind. Of, he's like, hey, here's an ice pack. Why don't you put this behind your shirt, like in the in your back, you know? So I put this <laughs> ice pack. Get the get your core temperature down yeah, right. a little bit. So part of the time I'm teaching with this or or facilitating this Mother's Day thing with the with this ice pack and and it keeps sliding down and sliding out. So I ended up I'm like, hey, I gotta take this out and this isn't working. So I take it out and as I do, the the paper towels that they wrap the ice pack in unravels and I okay. look down and it is not an ice pack. It is Frozen sausages. <laughs> it is a package of frozen sausages. <laughs> that he grabbed from the staff freezer. Yeah, not, not Tim's, to clarify. Not Tim's frozen sausages. Somebody sausage. else's. Someone's frozen sausage. So who, whatever staff person has frozen sausages in the, 
You don't have them anymore. They, <laughs> no, they're, they no, they're gone. back. We put them back. They're still we, in there. Yeah, but, but no one's going to eat them now that they've been down your I'm shirt. I'm a very hygienic they're man. Just, they're just partially so, cooked or they're blanched right. now. So they put. Sick. So I learned that, the, and everybody's laughing. They they all knew it was frozen sauce. Sean's laughing. So no, that was pretty funny. Did it actually help though? Did it cool you down? It did. It oh, really nice. helped. It helped. And then. You seemed very relaxed. I felt relaxed. Oh, and then they, uh, what was I going to say? The frozen sausages. Oh, later when Tim does his wrap up, Sean, tell him that part. He like says. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So after, after Jason gives his teaching, Tim Bradley comes up to do a closing for the service and he's so nonchalantly and just matter of factly was like, yeah, thank you, Dan, for the music. It's awesome. Jason, thank you for your teaching. Just so profound. And thank you for your sacrifice. Those of you who don't know, you know, Jason's here in the studio and it's so hot. He's got a pack of frozen sausages down his crack and he's just teaching. And we're all just like flabbergasted, like Tim, no, don't say Jason's that. mortified. Don't say that. And then Tim's just like, gotcha. Yeah, he stops. He's like, I'm just kidding. We got to redo that. So It's amazing. Oh, man. But no, it was a good time. So wonderful. Experience. Thank you for sharing that wonderful moment from, <laughs> from Sunday's yeah. uh, recording. So speaking of Sunday, we would just like to give a nice, big, warm, belated happy Mother's Day to anyone out there listening who is a mother. Yeah. Um, but actually, Jason, on Sunday, you talked about and, and kind of unpacked a little bit just that contrast between biological mothers and spiritual mothers yeah, or spiritual motherhood right. and uh, in form and functions. So do you want to unpack that just a little bit? Yeah, I thought that would be a good thing for us to, as Dan says, kick around. So <clears throat> I just, one of the things I said, I don't know if people caught, I, I rewrote it because I, I thought through, it's just this kind of bit of a paradox. I said the phrase, something to the effect, just because you're a, a Christian woman or claim to be a Christian woman does not necessarily mean you are a, and then I, this is what I kicked around, a spiritual mother. And then I had to rewrite that. And I, I think what I said on Sunday, if I look, look back on it, it does not mean that you function as a spiritual mother. So just because you're a Christian, say you're a Christian woman or you are a Christian woman, does not necessarily mean that you function in the role of a spiritual mother. And the reason I had to kick that around well, what do you guys think about that, first of all? Yeah, well, one of the things you were you talked about is that there, there are these things that we can get from our spiritual mothers, and you even said spiritual sisters, right? Right. That there's insight, wisdom, counsel, perspective. There's things that we can understand about God's character that are best delivered through a, wow. a woman. You're like quoting me. That's like that's, I'm looking at my notes. That's it was right. impactful. It was yeah. impactful. Yeah. And so, just as we, as as if you think through that, if that's true, if we really believe that by God's design, by God's design, then <clears throat> what are where where are they getting all that stuff from? They're getting all that stuff from from God and His Word. Mm -hmm. And so, and we all know that just because we we're, we're, we've trusted in Christ and we we've we've been welcomed into His family. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're we're participating with his work in our lives. Exactly. That we're 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 doing we're we're, we're working out our salvation uh, and sanctification through spiritual discipline and through Christian uh, learning and and community and and things right. like that. So so yeah, it, I think it really depends on how these women have invested. And if we looked at the ladies in our lives that have really helped us understand God's character more. Mm -hmm. And growing our knowledge of God, it would be those women that have really leaned into what God has for them in their faith. And what they're giving to us is an overflow of their experience with God. Yeah. Yeah. So true. 
I and the paradox lies in here's what I why I wrestled with. Do I say how do I say this? <clears throat> Was I'm convinced that and this is true for spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers, men and women. God's designed by God's design. He gave us genders. He, he's not. He's not. Um, he's unapologetic about that. That's a beautiful thing. And we and he wants us to to fulfill the roles that are connected to each gender. And when it comes to that, I'm convinced that if you are saved, if you truly are justified, redeemed, you're you you're part of the faith family, then you're being sanctified, right? We're going through sanctification, and part of that sanctification is that God cultivates, uh, if you're a woman, to be uh, more motherly spiritually, and if you're a man, to be a fatherly when it comes to um, spiritual care of people, not your biological kids. You don't even have to have yeah, kids. Yeah, like in the household of God, household you, of have, God, you, yeah. do, you develop a heart right. that, that is in step with God's design for, for whether you're male or female. Right. And so I think that with the par- where the paradox lies is I'm convinced that is part of sanctification. So that's just a given. Whether you want that or not, that is how God That is, heart is going to be cultivated. Yeah, he's, you. As you mature, then one of the things that will happen is you'll become more and more of a spiritual father to people or a spiritual mother. So in some sense, it just happens. You don't need to do much. But at the other, there's that paradox on the other side. That is something you truly need to step into and avail yourself to. And when you do, when you cooperate and participate with what God's doing in you and through you, I think you it is in, invaluable. So, yeah, yeah. It's like has such rich value for the family of God, and we need that. And I would, I think we're three men here that would say we wish that more women and men would avail themselves to cooperating and participating with becoming spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers to their own children. If they don't have children, just to the family of God. Yeah. Both are needed. Mm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, to help people visualize it, you know, think about, you know, all your parents out there, you who have had children had a, take on that responsibility. I'm sure that for each and every single one of you, uh, you were a person with a heart set and a mindset and behaviors and habits and all those things. And I, me personally, I don't know a single person in my life, friends, my own dad, all these things who those things didn't drastically change when they had kids. Mm. Um, even though, you know, Dan and Jason, you, you're both dads, even though you became fathers when your kids were born, there's still a lot of things you had to step into as fathers to fulfill that role, right? right? Mm-hmm. Totally. And the flip is true. I felt more prepared, even though there's a lot of things I need to step into when I, when I became a dad, biological dad, I did feel more prepared, surprisingly prepared, because I had spent so many years, I think, availing myself to be a spiritual brother and father to a lot of young men. And so I had that kind of parental thing going in my head and heart. and it was, a, it was a massive blessing to my own kiddos. And then you think about this. I just think about Dan. I'm looking at Dan through this little sort of studio glass. Hey there. Here. Yeah. Uh, he's a dad, three kids. There's a way that he could probably parent, him and, and his wife could parent their kids and do a pretty good job as parenting but not be spiritual parents to them. There's a way that the world allows that, right, would you say? Yeah, and like being supportive, being nurturing, sure, yeah. te- you know, teaching them manners, uh, you know, all, all, all even, those things, even protecting moral, them. Moral standards, sure. sure. But, but to not 
But there's a way that I know because I know how you parent that you're all you you're like, hey, that's there's more to this. There is so much more to this, and it's there's. I want to be a, not only I want to be a spiritual parent. I want to guide them spiritually and disciple them, and that's true of you know. There's a way of me of us as men and going back to mothers as women in this church to be a part of a church family and to be to contribute on some levels, but never to miss out on the opportunity to be a spiritual father or mother to someone. Um, and that is, um, and it's just a sad, a sad yeah. mess if we miss out on that. Well, one of the mm-hmm. things that really encouraged me yesterday, it was kind of funny because you, you were, uh, yeah, sorry, yesterday on Sunday. One of the things that really encouraged me on Sunday was Jason, how you, you had this big long list of, of women mm. in our church who are functioning as spiritual mothers. And some of them are, are mothers in terms of they have kids and some of them are, are single or, 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 or don't have kids yet or, or at all. And you had this huge long list. And it was funny because you were like, I'm not going to read the whole list. But then you like go ahead and like, it was classic Jason. Like, Just I'm kidding. Yes, I am. The list, but they told me not to, but I'm going to do it anyway. Well, I snuck in. I don't know if you know. I just snuck in part of the list. No, no. I know. I know. I was just kidding. But but it was so encouraging to me because every name you said, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like we have some amazing women in our church who are availing themselves of this. They've really opened themselves up to be a, a spiritual mother. and and. I hope that that was an inspiration to to ladies in our church that maybe haven't taken that step yet. And like you're saying, Jason, like men who haven't taken that step yet. And Jason, in his um, primary ministry context, which, which is Quest Ministry, which reaches out to young adults, they do a great job of um, just giving resources and explaining what does it mean to come alongside somebody and and mentor them or counsel them or disciple them? And so if if as you're listening to this or or you feel like God's stirring in you, man, I need, I need to do this. And even in a time where everything's online, everything's digital, we can't get face to face. Don't don't miss this as an opportunity to answer that call that God has on your life and and reach out to Jason. His all his information's on the on the website. Sorry, Jason. Maybe you get you'll get uh, no, 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 overloaded I, with stuff. I would love to be overloaded with this. Yeah, yeah. I know this is something that's near and dear to your heart. Right. Yeah, that would be a wonderful thing to be bombarded with. I just feel like the and we have so many young adults and young people who would love to have that kind of voice in their life, and it's always the workers are few on the other side of that. So. I would love it. And we have, yeah, you're right. We have the material. We have things that we can say, this is what you would do week one. This is what you would do week two. You're not stuck. Why don't you try it out for three months and then we'll rotate out so you can, you know, there's on-off ramps, what we call them, to, to try this out. So you, you wouldn't just be like dropped in. So yeah, lots of resources. Yeah. And just to encourage people, maybe Jason, I want to ask you, have you felt like, and I think most people would, in that role of spiritual fatherhood, that it's not just for their benefit, that in fulfilling that role and in being in alignment with God's purpose for you, you yourself are being blessed and equipped Absolutely. and encouraged all the time, Absolutely. right? Yeah, I mean, I don't even need to add that. That's, that's exactly what, what I feel like. You nailed it. That it's, it's both. It's both in. And, I, and Ingrid said that in her message. She said, as they grow, we grow. Remember? I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so, so true. true. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah, no. So please consider it. Yeah, thank you, Jason. And uh, just as a last kind of call to action for anybody listening, um, you know, we we are all being transformed into God's image together. 
And that image is that of a, of a spiritual mother and spiritual father, like Jason said. Um, and kind of a reoccurring theme that kept coming up on Sunday, um, and is true for us really all the time, is uh, that we should be doers of the word, not hearers only. So with that in mind, uh, yeah, maybe now's the time for you to reach out to Jason and reach out to the women's ministry to, to step up in those ways. Um, but it also makes me think about Sunday, about some of the other things that we heard that uh, require action from us. So Jason, after you did your review and use from Romans 11, which is why we right. do those, right? So that we can be doers of the word to use it effectively. Uh, you gave us these five kind of action yeah. steps that are designed to help us be good doers of Romans 11. So why don't you give us yeah, a recap on those? Thinking, I think we, we talked about, let's just do them right now together. I mean, and we probably ha- what, hang maybe heavier on one or two of them, but number one was just the challenge to make a list of moms. Um, I put moms in quotation mark, you know, just who have influenced you, women who have influenced you towards Christ-like character and living. Um, you know, when I first started that list that I shared, it was a very small list, super small. But over time, it's grown, and I see the the rich benefit of it. So, yeah, just making that list. Is that something you guys have done or you can think of ladies? I know that I know you talk about ladies all the time who have influenced you. So, Yeah, I actually— had somebody that I was going to call. This is crazy. I, 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 I was like, okay, I'm going to call this, this, this person from our church family, this lady, and encourage her. But she called me first. Whoa. Isn't that weird? I know. And and it was just one of those trippy things where I was like, you're not going to believe this, but you were totally on my heart. Did she watch the and service or no? Oh, yeah, okay. she did. She did. And so we had a we had a cool conversation and and. Uh, I didn't ask her if I could share, so I'll just tell you, I'll just leave her name out of it. But we had a cool conversation and, and I actually got to share with her that there that I really don't think a day goes by where I don't use, think about, and put into action something that she taught hmm. me. Isn't that wow. crazy? And I was trying to think, man, it's a short list of people that have influenced me in that wow. way. And so I, it was cool. I got a chance to encourage her in that way. And we prayed together at the end and man, I just felt so full and it felt like such a spirit led mm. thing. And so that, that was my experience with doing that. So I'm really glad you challenged us with that. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you haven't had a chance to do that, I mean, just having those conversations with people and just encouraging them in those ways can be so powerful. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know why we don't do it more. Mm. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, yeah. And I couldn't agree more. And also just, you know, I was struck on Sunday as you were teaching Jason, uh, thinking about, I know it's Mother's Day, so we're talking about mothers, but also spiritual fathers for me. I was thinking a lot about just the men in my life who have been that, mm-hmm. fulfilled that role. And I spent some time just praying, uh, thanking God mm-hmm. for those people. Um, you know, we don't often do that, but I was just struck by his, I was struck by his faithfulness and his intentionality. Um, you know, I didn't have the strongest example of mm-hmm. spiritual parenting in my own household. So God so faithfully put people in my life who have been that for years and years and years. And undoubtedly, like I am the man that I am in large part of the work that God did mm. through those people. And so, yeah, I, along with making that list, I just spent some yeah. time thanking God for them, for, for, for who he made them to Sean, be Sean, I'm so glad you, when you said that, I just, that reminded me to say to those people listening, you know, that's a beautiful part of God's care for a faith family. If if many of us have not had that that biological father or mother who poured into us that way, 
or you lost, you know, you've lost them in different ways, or you, you know, um, or that they bring it brings up bad memories, all all sorts of things. It's a negative connection, right? God right. is faithful. That's part of His design that He will provide for you spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers, and so you can count on that. That is something that it's scary. To, it might can be a scary or vulnerable to step into. But trust that that is part of his design, and they can be even more enriching than your biological, you know, parents. And not to say that that we take, you know, light that role of biological parenting. You guys get what I'm saying. But um, you can count on that. That's a beautiful thing. I I was going to just say that that list I read, I would love to tell you guys that I'm not going to read all these names, but I I read Sisters and Peers, you know. But are you? Are you, though? You said, I'm not going to read, read oh, the yeah, list, but then I said, are you? <laughs> no, but I want to read to you guys the, the, the categories. So like, if you go to make your own, I did sisters and peer, and then peers, ladies around my own age, and then certainly VBC moms. But then I don't know if you caught that. I did people from education time, uh, contemporary authors. So if you want my list of some really great ladies, maybe we'll put that in the show, show notes. Yeah. Just sure. some women that are writing today that are just really impactful. Um, people in my family, but then historical ladies. And here's just a plug for this. There's a, there's a, um, if you're like, what historical women or, or men throughout the years, a great resource is a thing called Trailblazers. Have you guys heard of Trailblazers? It's, it's amazing. No. It's so, it's, a, it's books you can get. They're called tra- Trailblazer books. They're primarily written for kids, but it's one of those things that, like, as you're listening, we do the audios. I think the audios are the best because you can, the, the, the readers are so great. It's one of those things that you like. This isn't for kids. I, I'm loving this, and you're sucked into it. But it take it goes through the men and women of history that have impacted the the faith, and just some powerful men and women. And so, Corey Ten Boom, Amy Carmichael, uh, Sarah Edwards, Gladys Aylward, Elizabeth Elliot, and so on and so on. So it's a great resource. I think you Trailblazers. We'll put that in the notes. It's good, man. Thanks. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Want to go to number two was yeah, uh, and this one we'll probably should spend the most time on. Review the six central truths summary statements from Romans chapter ten and eleven. Which one we asked you to put checks on? Which ones that you felt like the three teachers, Charlie, uh, David, and uh, Gary, um, really made clear for you, and you understood, and you knew how to apply? Check on those, and then circle the ones that you're like, hey, I need to circle back to, for whatever reason. And so I'd love to hear from you guys. What ones did you circle? There was a couple that got the circle treatment <clears throat> from me, because not because I I didn't understand it, but just because I need to more so I need to work on fleshing Do, it out in my life, like right? And the 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 statement from chapter eleven seven through ten, just uh, that like Israel Christians today can fall into the same trap of false confidence if we place our security in anything other than Jesus. And there's this warning there that our hearts can be hardened too. And so that really has been a lesson, and I've referenced it a couple times on this podcast, but that's one of the lessons God is just teaching me and reinforcing in my life during this this lockdown. And he, just with stripping away so much of the normal rhythms of life, it's really forced me to 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 just take a hard look at where where am I placing my confidence? Where am I placing my security, my identity, my value? Am I <clears throat> am I trying to muscle through my faith through my own talents and resources and abilities, or am I really looking like knowing who I am in Christ 
knowing that I've been adopted into his family, grafted in, and that I I should be putting no confidence in my in the flesh. Mm. And it's just been a great opportunity, this lockdown where everything just kind of gets flipped on its head. And now I'm I'm God's really calling me to this place of of just understanding that my confidence is is only found in him and his work in my life. Mm. And there's so much, it's been a hard lesson letting go of some of those things, but it's, there's so much freedom and so much peace mm. in, in that. And so that's something I just want to continue to like lean on, lean into and, and dig into. And so that, that was something that I circled. Great. Love it. Do you feel like you have ways that you, and, you know, you fleshed out how you're going to lean into it and do something with it? Or yeah. No, I am still I am still working on that, but one of the things just off the top of my head is I don't know if this is the right like biblical language, but it feels right to me and so maybe maybe our fact checker can check us later, but but just the the practice and the art of dying to self. Mm. And there's so many times when there I don't know, there's like these trigger moments where it's like uh, I don't know, like Sunday morning rolls around and, or, or Wednesday night rolls around. It's like these normal ministry events that I, that I am used to being a part of and, and used to kind of drawing some, some confidence or identity or, or value from. And when those things kind of come up on the day, it's a, it's a trigger for me and I can start to feel, I can start to kind of make it about me, mm-hmm. you know? And so in those moments, just, just, practicing uh just that whole like i've been crucified with christ thing Mm -hmm. which is funny because we talked about that last time you were on the podcast Mm -hmm. but but just like man i when christ died i'm unified in Mm -hmm. that and so i died too Mm -hmm. and when he raised i i was raised back to life you know that roman six idea is like i i no longer have to live by the flesh And so just preaching that to myself in those trigger moments where it's like I'm tr- where where my tendency is to make it about me and and just saying it's, God's just saying so gently and so kindly it's not about you it's about me it's about my glory my power being displayed through you and that's what life and ministry is about and so those that that's it's almost like a like a when I get triggered and I like and then I preach to myself and 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 die to myself in that way. So, I call yeah, I call that uh a lot of times when I'm when I'm gearing up with our leadership teams and we're gonna serve at some weekend a conference or a event or you know, I say you need to do what you need to whatever you need to do with the Lord to um sacrifice entitlement or assassinate entitlement. To yeah. go into this sense of like, man because when we when we live that way we put ourselves as the center, you know. And, right. Um we're here to serve. And so yeah, I think of it as assassinating Entitlement, yeah. That's so good. And it and it's a process too. It's not like just we kill it once and it's gone forever. Right. We we have to keep dying to ourselves in that way. And it's and it's like new and new levels of, of surrender. Mm-hmm. With new levels of, of joy and benefit from what seeing how that we weren't intended to live that way. Right. I mean that's the Christian life, right? We 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 lose so much, we give up so much, but what we gain it, it it's, it, it pales in comparison, the glory that we, that we gain. Yeah. 
Good, man. Thanks. How about you, Sean? Uh, I was just going to say uh, amen to that because that was one of the six that I also circled. And yeah, I think it's just so relevant for, um, you know, I want to say like us men in the Bay Area, but really everybody. Um, but for in my context, it's through the lens of like a, a man of the household, as a provider, as a husband and all those things. Uh, yeah, just getting a little bit hyper-focused on um, what I'm able to do and what I'm going to do and what my plans are for, you know, surviving in the Bay Area and all these things. And even though those are all important things, um, like Dan said, it's just really easy to, yeah, have the focus of that shift a little bit. And yeah, it starts off as, yeah, I'm just trying to be a wise steward of my role and whatnot. And then before you know it, it really turns into just me having a lack of of trust in mm-hmm. our father, you know? So, yeah, Dan, I love what you, um, yeah, just the idea of, of assassination, like you said, Jason, that's definitely what I've been doing too. Um, for me, I've been focusing just on, yeah, just God being a rock. And uh, I think about that and yeah, in those moments, that's really what it comes down to for me is just uh, things other than God are becoming my rock. You know, things other than God are becoming the things that I want to stand on. And so, yeah, just same thing, preaching those truths to yourself. You're my rock, you're my fortress, you're my refuge. Um, you know, you both know this, but I've been thinking a lot about Psalm 31 and just the idea of committing my spirit into God's hands, knowing that he's faithful, um, just knowing that we can trust that he has an abundance of goodness stored up for us. And yeah, just with those truths, like fresh on my tongue and my heart, it's hard to maintain those skewed perspectives. It really is. I think God's faithful in that way too wash away those things and kind of shield us from some of those uh, traps when we're doing those things. Mm. True. And, and it's such a great starting point for so much of life <laughs> is when we get to that point of, of surrender, of dying to self, then we can, I mean, a lot of this section, you know, chapter 10 and 11 talks about, God's promise going forward and and part of that promise is is so that God can bring in the he can open up the door the floodgate to salvation so that more and more people can come to personal faith in Christ and so a lot of the the charges here or the or the statements here have just been about personal evangelism and how do we how do we share that with people and Man, if we if we if it if it comes from an overflow, we've talked about this a lot. If it comes from an overflow when we're sharing Christ with people of 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 us realizing that it's not about it's not about who we are and what we do, that is such a powerful message for people who who maybe have been trying to to earn favor with God or to earn their way to heaven through good works or morality or just being a, a, a kind person or, or whatever. And there's so much like this section um, <clears throat> in chapter 10, 14 through 21, that just talks about displaying the beauty of Christ. We, we never stop sharing that beauty um, through the way we live. And we can, again, we can try to muscle our that out. We can try to force that. Yeah. But it's so much more powerful, and, and and it resonates with people so much more that they can see who Christ is so much more if we're sharing out of out of an overflow of of surrender and 
our confidence and identity being in Christ. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and like Paul tells us, there's always going to be mixed reviews. Some people are going to reject it. In fact, he says more people are going to reject it than, than will receive it. We know that to, to, to be true. But, but again, it, it doesn't rest on us. Mm. Our confidence is in Jesus and his work. But I'm so glad you said that because that's the one I circled. And I don't know if we have time. You guys can cut this if you don't. If we don't have time for my part here. Just but, do it, baby. But Just I, do um, it. But yeah, the circle, one of the ones I circled was that phrase, though we, the, the statement was, though we know many will reject the gospel. We know that. And if you didn't know that, now you know that. Many will reject the gospel. Its beauty still remains on display in the life of Christ and the life of his followers. And we're used to spread the message. And so we never stop sharing Christ's beauty, even though we know more, this is the hard part, more will reject him than hmm. will appeal to him. Yeah. And so in some ways that's that's can be, I don't know, maybe disheartening or sad, or we, we should re- sit in that a little bit. But the but in some ways it's so freeing because it's I don't I don't know who's gonna reject him. I don't know who's gonna receive him. Right. I just know that I'm supposed to enjoy him to the maximum uh capacity. And keep growing in that, and do that in front of people, and share the gospel, and share, and then some will reject, and some will receive, and in some ways that's very freeing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and we and we got to hear from some people who did not reject mm. on on Sunday morning. We got to hear from some some ladies, yep. and that brings us to number three on on our action step that we were supposed to do. Jason, what what what, what were yeah. we supposed to be thinking through as as we had responded to and kind of taken in what those ladies had Absolutely. shared. So that actually brings us to three and four. So three was to think about like what what if you have, if you came in and sat in this chair, would you be prepared to share? Would you your be prepared story? to share? Yeah. yeah. And that's something. I mean, I know I can just say right now, knowing these guys here in the studio, the the all three of us work hard because we we take this seriously to be ready, and we don't do we fumble through all the time, don't we, guys? I'm not perfect. Yeah. Uh, Sean is is close to right. perfect, but but I'm pretty no, sure he's I not. Fake there. it till you make it. That's all I can say. Oh, about so it. Should we lost Sean a little bit? Yep. I'm back. Yeah. Oh, we were just talking about how you are close to perfection. We should, oh, this is a cruel no, joke, no, no, no. everybody. But you. But we were just talking about the fact that we work hard to be able to, ready to share the faith or share portions of our story, um, whether um, it's thirty seconds or two minutes or. You know, a fifteen-minute version or a thirty-minute version. I think sure. after a thirty-minute version, it better be real good, right? Because people we lose them. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just we give time to that. Um, and really, Dan mentioned earlier. Maybe you want to say something about that. That it's not. I think there's one side of sharing our story, which is our conversion story. How do we come to a place where we put our hope and faith in Christ and see our need for forgiveness and step into the family of God through faith um, by grace? But then there's also just tons of we testify right our testimonies are we're testifying to the goodness of god and that's dan what were you saying like that's yeah that that's ongoing we we always want to be ready to 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 talk about the hope that we have to give an account for what what god is doing in our lives and so that that's another way we can practice if we were sitting in that interview chair kind of get our mind in that in that in that point of that frame of reference like if somebody asked me today, what's God teaching you? Like, how is he encouraging you? Like what this week? How, yeah, this week. Exactly. Like what, what scriptures are, are on your mind? And for some of us, if, if somebody asked us that, man, we would, at the drop of a hat, we could share something 
and and for others it would be like crickets and not that we not that not that that's our motivation for for really participating with with God and staying in step with the spirit and and growing and learning all the time that's not our motivation but it's like a little litmus test like if i if i have something ready to go then that's a good indication that i that i am grow i am growing you yeah, know and and i i don't think it's a sign of like necessarily oh one person's more holy than the other you know we all receive righteousness to the full level but it is a sign of like who is practicing and participating cooperating who's, who's training, training yeah yeah and, and I even think that it's not even just, oh, who is doing this? But, man, you should be doing this. You should have it ready to go. Because, you know, like you were saying, Jason, more people are going to reject the message of Jesus than accept it. Uh, but also, in that freedom of that, like, man, we should be ready to fire these things off left and right because you never know when that's going to land right. with somebody. You never know which one of those times, even if it's the same person multiple times, is going to hit home with their heart and God's going to yeah. use that. You know, Claire is a great example. She shared about how she grew up in the church and still got to a place in her life where she doubted that God existed and was just turned away from the church. But knowing that still her brothers decided to approach her again, yet again, and share with her uh, the Billy Graham crusade that came and then through that, the gospel. And that's what God used to finally bring her to where she is now and start her path. And so, yeah, just an encouragement of, of, if if her brothers hadn't taken that action to be doers of the word and, you know, maybe they had something ready to go like that mm-hmm. of how God had been working in their life. Uh, if they didn't have that, maybe Claire wouldn't be where she yeah. is today. You know? Oh, it's so good. And, and that is, the, that leads to that fourth question, Sean. So thanks that, that just what, what stood out to you from these ladies. And I know that that really impacted you, the things that Claire shared. How about you, Dan? Yeah, it was, it was all so good. And, I just want to talk about uh, about Jaredette and some of the things that she talked about and just really appreciate her vulnerability and just sharing man what a what a turnaround in her life there's been and and there's there's this there was this main thread that kind of went through it is is uh you know hope and trust being in 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 things other than God and that was such a huge part of her story. And really what changed for her is that she stopped having these these false hopes that couldn't deliver, like like knowledge, even knowledge uh, uh, about God or, or knowledge of, of good things. That was a false hope. Um, her, her accomplishments or her achievements, that, that was a false hope. Couldn't deliver what she wanted. Mm. The, the whole thing of, of pleasing people. Uh, like trying to live for for people to think you're you're important or you're you're you've arrived someplace or, or you're you know you're the you're the the best or whatever. It, that's and, a, that's and she, a black people pleasing a black hole, right? It's but a black this, hole. All of these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was really powerful for me that um by God's grace she she was she, she said she had been shattered in those ways mm. and God. Mm kindly and lovingly exposed all of her false hopes that she was clinging yeah. to. And she got to this point through, through, I mean, what sounded like a really hard season of life, but she got to this point where she was emptied of herself. And she said that was exactly where God wanted her to be. It was this really low moment. Mm. But it was in that place that she was able to, to fully surrender to, to the Lord. And, um, with everything that she had, she was able to um, to turn to him for 
for salvation and for hope. Yeah. And and that even as we talked about sanctification in the in in the terms of like, okay, we're saved, our faith is in Christ, we're our identity is sealed, we're we're forever his, but but our growing in our faith, our sanctification, our becoming more like Jesus that's something that we participate right. in, and we we re- rely on His promises. We return to His Word, and we live in community, and we partner and, and keep in step with the Holy Spirit. And so, to me, I mean, it was just such a dramatic turnaround, just I- internally. Mm. You know, sometimes we see we see these 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 really dramatic turnarounds from a physical standpoint, but man, if you could look inside her heart and see what God had has done. I mean, it's just a—it's nothing short of miraculous. Right. I um, I was just so grateful for all those 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 three ladies, and really, there's more ladies at work here because lots of women from the VBC Women's Ministry wrote in beautiful responses, and I I still think that those are going to be put up on the the Women's Ministry page. And Connie um, Johnson and um, Caroline, so bo- women from both our campuses worked with these ladies to find them to look at their stuff review their stuff and so and we only had time to do these three and so and even then so we had to cut some of the you know the, what they shared in fact Ingrid there was a section that Ingrid shared that I, I we had she we just didn't have time for it on on Sunday but she talks about a time parenting that was just really difficult for her and really hard uh, with um and she says I had no answers I'm looking at her her full write up here. I had no answers, but my heavenly Father did, and He heard me. He saw, He answered, He responded, and He grew me in the process. He provided mm. clear, specific wisdom, and she quotes Pro- Proverbs three, five, and six, and she talks about how He gave her like practical things to do, so some clear answers. And I love that she shared that, which is just a beautiful testimony, right? But right. then later, she also, which wasn't, didn't make it on for Sunday, she talked about a different time parenting, and she says, God heard me this time as well, but there were no answers. Hmm. But he gave me grace to endure. And then she quotes First wow. Corinthians 10, 13, um, about, about the promises of God. So it's just kind of a beautiful picture that he's like, she's like, somehow he provided these beautiful answers and practical things. Sometimes I didn't get any practical stuff, but he gave me grace. And he gave me endurance. And either way, I'm convinced he mm. heard me. And just, I just, I hope that encourages people, moms and dads out there and people all around. Yeah. Yeah. And that really speaks to one of the main themes about this section of Romans that we've been going through is just God's reliability. Yeah. Is it, And it doesn't, you know, our, our experiences or our feelings or our circumstances don't change his faithfulness. Yeah. That reminds me of... You know, we had Charlie on a couple of weeks ago, and with his experience going through uh, Sarah, Sarah's illness, um, he spoke a lot about that of just how, yeah, our feelings can be so misleading, and how feeling grateful to God and expressing gratitude to God are such different mm. things. Um, and we're called to do one of them, and then a promise that in doing that, uh, the feelings of of blessings and gratitude and those things will follow. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's a challenge for many to, in the midst of hardships, do those things regardless, trusting that God's faithfulness in that way. Yeah. Well, thank you to the three ladies, especially that came in to be filmed and really grateful for all three of you. We're, we're blessed and I hope I'm convinced many, many other people were blessed from Sunday. So thank you. 
Uh, last question, guys. Uh, just kind of just preparing, thinking through preparing for next week. We're getting into a new section. Is that right, Sean? Of Romans. We are. We are jumping into Romans 12, the next chunk of our uh, teaching series, and we're excited about yeah, it. And that takes us actually all the way to 16, so that's the end of the book. And that ha- is called, we're calling it Transformed, or I think Transformation, Dan, do you know? Either way, transform- transformed. Yeah, transformed. And just, um, yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful section of that book where there's a shift now that up to 11, even talking about just what God has done laying the foundation of doctrine, and then now it's like, what's our response? You know, I think a lot, that's the way I look at 12 through 16. It's a lot more practicals. Yeah, and it's it's so good that we've been talking so much about that James 1 verse about being doers of the word. Um, and we've been returning to that over and over again. And like you said on Sunday, Jason, we've been crescendoing this idea. And uh, for anyone wondering what that might look like, being a doer of the word in the context of Romans, man, you're in for one because we are about to get a thorough and just wonderful description of what being a living sacrifice actually might look like and what the marks of a true Christian are in the world. Stay tuned. Come back. Yeah. Come back Sunday at 10. So how can we, what can we do for, what, what can they do between now and Sunday in that? What would you guys suggest? Well, you gave us, you gave us a challenge Have you, did you, to read and listen to Romans chapter 12 multiple mm-hmm. times this week. Yeah. So, Whatever multiple looks like. <laughs> well, and then I, I, you know, I realized that's what it says in your notes, and that's what it said in the notes that they got handed to. But what I said, I, my little hand. Okay, I was confused. Did you say just read the whole yeah, book? Yeah, no. You're like, you're like, here's your application for this week. Just read the whole Bible. Just read the whole Bible. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I got excited because I realized when I was doing it live there that I'm like, wait. There's a crescendo happening from chapters one through eleven where he like it the or it's the build of the symphony is what I was saying and then it crescendos at chapter eleven with that doxology and so I was like man what a great way just to prepare for twelve because it crescendos with that you know for from him and through him and for him are all things to him be the glory forever and ever amen and then I was saying the crescendo drops and then he turns to us and says chapter you know twelve let me read twelve one he turns to us and says. So I appeal to you, that word for appeal is I plead or I urge you with with deep urgency, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, or other translations says, in in view of the mercy of God, look back at all that he's done through 1 through 11, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship, and to do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. They'll go into more than that. That's just the first two verses. They're going to go one through eight next week um, with David. But man, what a, uh, an appeal that he says, because look at God's goodness. I, I'm asking you to offer your lives as living sacrifices. And so I think, yeah, reading one through 11 and then just kind of refreshing your mind and thinking through what he's asking in this first part of 12 would be a great way to prepare. Yeah. And I would even say after you do that, or as you do that, specifically as you're reading through Romans 12, one through eight, um, that's going to be looking at on Sunday, do the same thing we did on those six statements from Romans 11. If there's verses there that as they're describing the ways we should be living, if there's things there that, uh, you know, you need to grow in or things that are harder for you, man, circle them and then pray through why that is and for God's help to uh, grow you in that yeah, way. Yeah, that's wonderful. I hope that we get into, uh, we certainly will in a podcast maybe in the future, is 
just this concept of living sacrifices, guys. I love that. It's such a, I don't even oxymoronical term. I don't know if that's a word, but, but yeah, just this idea of like the concept of a sacrifice. Really, it, it means it's dead, right? Right. Uh, but a living sacrifice is like he's like, hey, I, I want you to be sacrificed by your life. So you need to stay alive, but you're constantly sacrificing, you know. And so, and it's a beautiful sacrifice. The problem I heard one teacher say years ago, or one of my professors, is that living sacrifices. The problem with us is we keep crawling off the altar. We like we like give our lives to God and say hey, it's yours, but then we like crawl down. We're like we sh- we shrink off the altar and be like I want to live for myself, and then we crawl and we offer ourselves again right. and we crawl back off. And so, man, I, there's lots to be talking about in, as we head to the you know in the next section of Romans twelve, chapters twelve through sixteen. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah, we we uh, crawl off the altar and we go build our table. That's right. Remember that one. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, I think, man, we've talked about so many great things uh, this week. And yeah, I'm excited to jump into our new teaching series, Transformed, with y'all. I think we're going to leave it at that for this week on Behold. Uh, Any last chunks of wisdom from you guys? I'm spent. I got no wisdom Uh, left. Just (laughs) gratitude. I'm so grateful for this church family. I really am. For all you spiritual mothers and fathers and sisters um, and brothers, love you guys. I agree. And just, I just want to say, man, there, there's been a lot of names mentioned uh, on Sunday and during this podcast, but just know that there, we could not, we could be here all week naming names and we could not list everybody that God has used in our church family in that way. So if you weren't mentioned, it's not because you aren't in that role. We don't love you. It's just that we uh, don't have time for that. Not until we're in heaven. So know that you are loved and appreciated Amen. everybody. All right, guys, thanks for listening. We hope that this has uh, encouraged you and been a blessing to you. Uh, as always, it is a huge help to us. If you uh, like the podcast, share it with somebody, subscribe, make sure you are uh, staying up to date with us. And other than that, we will uh, see you next week. We'll see, and we'll see you Sunday at 10 a.m. Don't forget to, to join us mm. for worship on Sunday at 10 a.m. I'll be there. Boom. Well said. Boom. Bye, guys. See ya. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes of Behold. If you would like more information about Valley Bible Church, or if you'd like resources from this episode, go ahead and check out vbc.online forward slash behold. Catch you guys next week.